Chalk and Chop with Billy D on Classic Rock 96.5. The Black Crows are coming up on their 30th anniversary next year of their first album, Shake Your Money Maker. It took a lot to hold that band together for as long as it lasted, and this guy was a big reason for it. Talking shop today with Black Crows drummer Steve Gorman. Hey, Billy. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in New York today. Okay, is that home or is that uh, part of your press tour? No, Nashville is home. I'm up doing. Uh, I'm doing a week on Seth Meyers as the house drummer. Yeah, actually, I saw you post that on Instagram. That's awesome. What's that like? Uh, it's pretty unnatural. I can tell you that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, it's you know you're just playing songs for 40 seconds and then you got to stop on a dime when someone points at you and you know it's just. It's, I mean, it's fun, but it, it, it's unlike anything else I've ever done. I've never had to play music, you know, in quite this fashion. Well, right on, man. Talking shop with Black Crows drummer Steve Gorman and a member of the band Trigger Hippie. Now, I just read an article the other day that said you were the voice of reason for the Black Crows. Yeah, which 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 is a clear-cut indication of the fact that we we never had a shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I used to say when I when I'm the one making sense, we have problems, guys. Uh, you know that that's I, that, those aren't my words. Just so you know, I I I didn't fly that up the flagpole myself. But, oh, sure, um, of course. In the in the in the case of uh, you know that certainly was established early on. You know when we started the band, I, I was 21, and um, you know I think Chris was 19 and Rich was 17. So you know they. I mean, a two things. One, I could buy beer, and then two, I was bigger than them. So those two <laughs> things sort of gave me some leverage right off the bat. What kind of things did you have to do to try to keep this band together that was constantly trying to either explode or implode? Well, I mean, it's not. Um, it, it's really as simple as keep those guys from hurting each other so yeah. we can get the gig done. And then you know, usually after a show. Um, a lot of the a lot of the tension that would build through the day would have dissipated. I mean, if there was a problem with the gig, if somebody forgot how a song went, or if there was a technical problem, that could certainly ratchet it back up. But we were the kind of band that once the show started, at least we had a chance to cool things off for a while. You know, so it was always a matter of no matter what, get to the stage on time, get this thing moving, get everybody on the bus. I mean, and that wasn't just me; that was that was pretty much everybody else around was just doing their part to keep it going. And and inevitably, you know, that, that runs aground. I mean, you, we, we did have really, really focused, really talented people in every corner of the band. We never had bad management. We didn't have bad crew. You know, everybody was, was more than capable. And, uh, and when you have two people who are just dead set on doing something their way despite the results, you're eventually going to run into the ditch. Well, looking back on it, I mean, 21 years old, think of the things you didn't know when you were 21 years old. I, I, there's no, that, that's a, that's a, that's a voluminous, that's an encyclopedia right there. Like <laughs> just a, that's, that's, that's 50 versions of what I just wrote. Right. Is there anything looking back that with, with some wisdom you gained through the years that you could have handled differently? Maybe. Uh, it wouldn't have stayed as long because there's nothing you can do. I mean, that, that's what I, that's what I've learned. I mean, with this kind of thing, it was, you know, I think in 1997, um, when the band lost Mark Ford and Johnny Colt, in the span of a week, that would have been the time to go. It would have made the most sense. And it would have made the most sense just for me because I wanted to and I, was, I, I wasn't I was able to pull the trigger. If, at the same time, this wouldn't have been the reason to do it and it would have been a bad motivation. But I do think that if I had left right then, it probably would have forced everybody to stop and really 
check. It would say, wait a minute, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? What in the world? How did we just lose the band so fast? Because we were very much due for an unplugging and a whole lot of therapy and a whole lot of, you know, figuring out how to communicate with each other and get back on the same page, and we just never came around to do it. Well, I can't wait to read the stories, man. But let's talk about your other band, Trigger Hippie. You've got a brand new album out. It's been a few years, but what can people expect from that new album? You know, the, the first record came out in 2014. This is a, a, a different band. Nick Govrick and I, who the bassist and I, started the band. We're the two guys who just had the name Trigger Hippie around for about 10 years. And it started as a very, very much like a loose collective of whoever was around to play with us. You know, it started out of a jam in a bar in Nashville. And we started calling it Trigger Hippie. And then people would show up and play a few gigs and move on. It was always just that kind of a vibe. And then as we started actually writing songs, it kind of turned into a band. And we found a lineup we really liked, and we made a record and put it out. And it was still kind of that mindset, which was, it's a side project. It's something to do for fun. Whereas Nick and I wanted to see it develop into a full-time band, and we wanted to put a little bit more effort into it. So this time around, we just needed to, Get the get the people that we that were on the same page with us in that regard. Um, you know, the album it's a rock and roll album, but you know, rock and roll meaning there's elements of country and soul and and folk and all kinds of things in there. You know, there's it's a it's a pretty wide net we cast in our version of rock and roll. We call it country soul. Well, it's great, man. And don't want to bring me down is a great track off that album. No, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Full Circle and Then Some is the name of it. Uh, Trigger Hippie is the band. That's available right now on Amazon, iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. And the new book, Hard to Handle, The Life and Death of the Black Crows. Steve Gorman, thanks so much for taking the time, man. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate it. Talk and Chop with Billy D on Classic Rock 96.5.